Our book is Night. My name is Kayla and I'm the discussion leader. I'm Romina and I'm the structure analysis. I'm Hannah and I'm the connector. I'm Levi and I'm the rhetorical analyzer. Um, I'm Leo and I'm the evidence checker. Okay, so a summary of our book is um, from page 128 was many crazy eventful things happened in the book. First started telling us about the about everything was peaceful. People went about their daily lives praying. And Eli Wiesel, um, the author of the book, would watch this man named Moshe the Beetle. Moshe was a very poor man, and he was one of the only men that the wealthy Jews liked. He, he Uh, stayed out of their way. One morning, the Jews trying, chose not to believe him, which they would soon regret. Eli Weasel's father was part of the Jewish council, and one day he found out that all the Jews in his town, including his family, would be sent to Germany. As he was preparing his family to soon be shipped off to Germany, they didn't really know what was happening. All they could do was hope and pray for the best. While they were traveling in the wagons, there were 80 people per wagon with very little space. On their journey, there was a woman who kept screaming, fire, as if she was possessed. Little did the people know that once they arrived at the camp, there was fire along with a smell of burning flesh. So some of the questions that I came up from the book was, why do you think before certain paragraphs in the book, the author would change the font of the text? Like, before certain paragraphs, he would have, like, a couple words that would be in different font than the rest of the book. Why do you think he did that? Um, my opinion is I think he had, like, a change of topic. So, like, he would, for once, say, oh, this is this. And then, uh, for another example, he would put another font and another, like, title for it. So, I think it's just a different topic change or, like, a different perspective that he was in, not continuing the story exactly, though. Does anyone else have a... Yeah. Um, I think that he did that to get the readers to focus on one part of the story. So if a more dramatic sequence happened, the font would change, you know, engaging the reader into the that part of the story. I agree with what and both... Hannah, did you have something to say? Yeah, I agree with Go. both of them said. And I think it was also to show that, like, time had passed because a lot of the time it would say, like, after or night or morning so i think it's to sh like kind of guide us through the time that they were living okay and then the second question i have was can we start to see any implicit bias in the book if so what do you think it is uh i think i saw some bias in how he viewed the um the police and the Germans from the very beginning is he was writing this from after all these events had happened. And so before he had been treated horribly by and all the evils have been done to him, uh, he, um, he shouldn't really have, to have had a super negative view of those people, but he wrote it like he did. 
does anyone else have like a different opinion or do you all agree with that? I agree with Levi. So do I. Okay, so then the next question is, if you were in the situation, how would you react? Like if you were in uh, Eli's position, how would you react to what um, you do? That's a little bit of a tough question. Um, it's kind of hard to put yourself in um, someone else's shoes, especially in that kind of situation. Um, but I'd definitely be very like traumatized after like events and sort of, it's just um, a lot to take in, so. This question also goes along with one of the connections that I made because I said if I was in this position, I feel like I would definitely be more in denial and trying to just find the positive, but still being really scared of what was going to happen like the characters were in the book. Does anyone else have something to say to that? No? Okay. Um, why do you think all the Jews were believing the Hungarian police? Like, why were they believing that they were going to a camp? Why do you, why they were, like, letting the Hungarian people take them out of their, like, home? I think it's because they didn't really have a choice. They uh, didn't have any more information. The Hungarian police were their only source of information, and they just had to obey them. I think I agree with Levi, and I think... They just thought if they didn't believe what they said or like they tried going against that they would be killed or tortured. Yeah, I just think that they had to go with what they were told. Okay, and then the last question I said was, would you risk getting killed from trying to escape? So would you try to escape and have the risk factor of being killed? Honestly, I mean, most um, people would have gotten killed anyways, so I might as well try. But I don't think they knew that at the time, so I don't know. It's kind of difficult because you would put yourself in a situation where you're not sure yet, but yeah. Um, I would definitely try to escape when I uh, understand the situation uh, more in depth because you're going to, you know, they're going to torture you anyways, so might as well try i think that i think from there oh go ahead okay um i think that since we know what happened it's kind of easy for us to say that we would escape but if we were actually in their shoes we would have no idea what was going on or what was going to happen so i don't think we would really try to risk escaping because then we thought we were going to get killed no matter what while they still thought that there was still hope and that they were just getting transported somewhere else to live. Yeah, I totally agree with Hannah. Okay, so that was all of my questions. So the next person can go about the topic. Okay, so the next topic is the connections and the first connection that I made was they have similar schooling to us. So in the beginning of the book, it talked about how they had to learn the basic subjects and then move on to higher education, which I thought related to us because we go to elementary school, middle school, high school to learn the basic core classes. And then we go to college and schooling after that to learn 
um, a certain topic, kind of like how he wants to learn Kabbalah. Um, another connection that I made was the relationship between Moshi the Beetle and the main character kind of seems like Moshi the Beetle is going to be a mentor to him and guide him. So I kind of thought that that related to the giver and how he guides Jonas or like how Hamish guides Katniss in the Hunger Games. Um, another connection I made is... Um, was to my like a self connection and how in the book a lot of people were scared and trying to be positive but also in denial and I feel like I would act the same way just not really knowing what to do and just following what everyone said and then another connection was in seventh grade I read a book about the holocaust and many things in the book have happened in this book too like the Germans coming and acting pleasant to the people and trying to like not be as rude and then they switch on them and and they take their things like their jewelry and they force them into boxcars and overall how people acted in the way that things are being described was pretty much the same and the last connection that I made was to a word and that word was the ghetto and I connected to this word because I remember vividly learning the true definition of this word because not a lot of people know that the word ghetto was like not necessarily invented, but got its meaning from when uh, the Germans would throw the Jews into the ghettos. And a lot of people today have like a totally different meaning of what the word is, and not a lot of them know about like the origin of the word. Um, so those are the connections that I made. And did any of you guys make connections? Um, I'm going to go off of some point. Uh, so I am part of like, I do the structure analysis. And you know how you said someone guides them through something. I think part of this thesis with this book is that um, he questions his faith with God. Like, why did he put himself in the situation? And I think he's trying to find a guide to get out of this. Um, so I really like your connection about how um, it's like when she was like a, a leader or like a mentor to the main character because, and I liked how you connected it to the Hunger Games and like Hamish and Katniss because it really shows how um, Moishi's a really good leader to the main character and how Hamish um, was a really good mentor to Katniss. Um, my connection to the book was uh, during the first part of the story where she was uh, too scared to speak up or too scared to help out um, other people because, you know, you're in a random situation. So when you're like new to something, you often get too scared to speak up or, you know, make a difference. Yeah, I noticed something similar to uh, what um, Kayla was saying about uh, him being, about Moishi being like the mentor. And I also think that um, the author likely has some bias because of Moishi's role in his life. Because uh, he was his mentor and he would teach him stuff that no one else would teach him. I think he viewed him, him as much more wise and knowledgeable than he actually was. And he wrote it down more that way. So 
his perception of him might have been a little bit distorted. Thank you, guys. Um, we can move on to the next topic now. Um, I'll go. Okay, so uh, for structured analysis, my question was, um, was like the reading hard to follow? Did he like change topic? I have a paragraph flames and like they were still alive. Um, overall, I find that like very like distinct part of like the whole uh, chunk that we read. Um, also, the thesis, as I said, um, is his question, uh, question of faith, uh, if he was put there for a reason. Um, so what do you guys think? I really like that because um, I think a lot of those people believe in like religion and God. And so they were just like trusting that he was like putting them there for like a reason and the, all they could do was like hope that nothing bad would happen and also i think that the story was at some points a little hard to follow along whenever they used words that like i didn't really know how to pronounce but i think one of the most like memorable like paragraphs that i remember is um the one that talks about like when they got to the camp and they were like smelling fire and burning flesh Yeah, um, that's, um, I completely agree. Okay, you can go, Leo, sorry. Um, so basically, your um, thought on the paragraph of when they threw, you know, the babies into the fire pit, I think that was, like, the first point of, like, realization in the book where, like, this is, um, where they realize, like, they're not going to a good place, like, they're about to have their lives ruined. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I think it was just a point of realization for them all. And um, anyone else? I just, I agree with what you guys said, that I think it's just a point of realization that they kind of had some hope before. And when they got let out, they were like, yay, we made it. But then they realized what was actually happening. Okay, so I think that's really it for structure analysis. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. Okay, so I was the um, evidence checker. And for um, the major types of evidence I identified was, you know, the author is using um, her evidence from, I mean, his evidence from past experiences you know, um, the the place that this took, uh, this point in history was the Holocaust, which was a true point in history. And the story is just a perspective from one of the survivors. And the evidence in this book, you know, corresponds with real life circumstances. Um, the text that the author uses is just common knowledge of the Holocaust and World War II. Um, one piece of evidence uh, I analyzed was in the prologue of the book when the author talks about writing the book. 
Um, she talked about the process and the rise in popularity and interest into the book as this, as the Holocaust, you know, became like a great point in history. Um, uh, I think the author is completely uh, factual as, you know, she uh, took place, you know, it was from her perspective, I mean, his perspective in the Holocaust. And I feel that um, she added a little uh, added a little bit of drama to the evidence to, um, you know, make it into a book, an uh, interesting book for the readers to uh, comprehend. And uh, I think the, the author's overall credibility in the book was um, a sense of, you know, Holocaust storytellers. And most of them are true because they lived during this point in history and also survived. So I think the, most of the author's text is factual. I agree with what you said, especially when you said that um, it kind of relates to facts from the Holocaust or that um, it's factual because it's happened and how basically it relates to one of my connections where in the other books it talks about a lot of the same things and it describes the feelings and what happened in the same way. So I think that's another way how we could tell if the author was credible because she didn't really just or he didn't describe anything that was out of the ordinary that because if they talked about something that was totally different than what happened in other books then I would think he wasn't as credible but since a lot of it's relating to what is said in other books I think he's pretty factual. I agree with both of you because um, he was like there and he ex like experienced it. So I think he was the like the author is really credible because and like factual because he really like knows what happened and um, it relates to a lot of other books like Anna said. I just think it's more realistic basis because he had his personal um, encounters with the Holocaust, so it has a more deeper meaning to it, other than authors who just go off of uh, facts from textbooks and history novels and stuff, so it's a lot better. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that even the story might be a little bit distorted by um, his own emotion and his emotions during the time. Yeah, I agree. I think it is he was selling. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you because you know if the if the story wasn't um you know didn't have a little bit of the author's thoughts and drama and it was just completely factual, then it wouldn't be as interesting for you know people that read the book, you know, learn about the Holocaust and his point of view. One thing that I wanted to ask is, do you guys think that since he does have like an actual experience of the Holocaust, that it could create some bias, whether if a, the book was written just based off of facts? Um, I do think that there could be some bias because I think everybody's going to have like a different point of view you and like the Germans are going to have a complete different point of view than like the Jews and so 
I think there could be some bias because what he believes is going to be different from what other people believe. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you because, you know, if a German wrote, you know, a book about the, you know, stuff that happened in the Holocaust, you know, his bias would be completely different. And I feel like the author of Night, you know, deserves to put his bias in because he actually, you know, experienced the horrors of what happened. Yeah, I think it's impossible to not be biased when you went through an event and you're trying to describe it because it's through your mind. It's not through the view of your emotions. It's not the objective. Okay, so I think that concludes that topic. I think Levi still has to go and say if he has any extra parts of bias towards the book. Yeah, that discussion transitions really well into my role. I am the um, uh, peripheral analyzer and I'm supposed to analyze uh, the biases and um, how the author, like the purpose of what the author is doing. And uh, we, so one of the parts of the thing is talking about uh, trusting the author despite the biases they have. And I think that we were just talking about that. And um, I, th I think we uh, said that, um, that even though they have their biases, it's still um, very true and it's not quite objective, but we can still trust them. Um, so, um, uh, so one of the things uh, is use three different persuasive techniques in this, um, and they are ethos, pathos, and logos. And um, uh, one of them, ethos, is uh, where you, um, uh, it's about the credibility of a person. And I think he establishes this in the very beginning of the book. Uh, he uh, begins the book by talking about how um, he was a very devout Jew, and he was uh, very, very, uh, curious about his religion and wanted to know more knowledge about it. Neither was to establish him as a um, as a Jew and establish him as being credible. Um, he also he uses a lot of pathos, which is like convincing you via your emotion and trying to get you feel the emotions he felt. He does that a lot by describing in detail uh, the way people felt and how he felt when they saw certain things or certain things happen, like uh, and they heard the lady screaming, um, how they were all just terrified. And um, the last one, Logos, I don't think he, which is like uh, using logic to persuade. And I don't think he used logic very much because he wasn't trying to give. I don't think the purpose of this book is to give like um, objective, detailed account of what happened during the Holocaust. It's more to account his experiences and the emotions he felt and the emotions of the people around him. So I don't think Logos was a very applicable technique that he already wanted to use. So that's why I don't think he used it. Okay, so I think that concludes our discussion of the book tonight. If anyone has anything else to add.
I think that's it. I agree with Levi said, and I think that's a very logical way to look at things. But besides that, I don't think we have anything really left to discuss. Yep, agree. Bye. <laughs>